welcome to the podcast at thatguitarlover.com. I'm your host, Ross Chevalier. Hey gang, in this episode, I want to give some attention to listeners who want to record at home, but who have selected a Windows-based computing platform. First off, if you're not yet on Windows 11, give it due consideration. I've found it faster and even more stable than the previously excellent Windows 10. Unless you're a gamer where your games of choice have issues with Windows 11, I encourage you to get current. Moreover, Windows 11 does a better job at leveraging the computer hardware that you already own. Okay, recording at home, or at your gig, or at rehearsal, should be fun and easy. Sadly, a large number of digital audio workstations that we call DAWs have really steep learning curves or can be painful to use. If you went to your doctor and said, it hurts when I do this, he or she would probably tell you to stop doing that until they determine a better course. If you're not recording because the DAW that you have is like hammering nails into your knees, it's time to throw that DAW into the trash can and start fresh. Of course, there are many DAWs available for the Windows platform. There used to be this perspective that you couldn't record music using Windows. Maybe that was true in the distant past, but it's sure not true now. I've tried many of the different DAWs for Windows and determined that the hammering was a lot less painful with some than with others. There are, of course, many that I haven't tried, and so I have no comment on them. What I will tell you is that for a period of nearly 18 months, I was working in a scenario where I had to use a Windows machine for digital audio workstation. And I did find a DAW that actually runs on both Windows and Macintosh that is very powerful, has a very reasonable learning curve, has excellent training materials, has a great direct YouTube channel, and comes with a ton of usable extras like samples and effects and basically MIDI files, a longer list that I'm prepared to dive into on this short podcast episode. The DAW that I'm referring to is PreSonus Studio One. There are different versions of Studio One at different price points, and you license the one that best suits you. Some licenses are what we call perpetual licenses. You buy them, and then when an upgrade comes out, you buy it if you wish. Or there is a subscription-based model, which is a very common thing these days. Some people find subscriptions annoying, but they do provide expense deferral, and you're only paying if you're actively using the tool, and you can sometimes even go month to month. An annualized subscription typically provides a discount, and because it's over a period of time and you don't actually own the license, they can cost you less money. The benefit of a subscription is that you tend to get everything new that the company adds at no extra cost during the period of your subscription. Also, subscriptions tend to include everything that the company makes, whereas tiered versions will typically have less function at the lower price points to encourage you to buy more. The PreSonus organization was bought by Fender 
in November of 2021. Fender is a huge company and has the cash to put into the growth of PreSonus. But there was also a fear that Fender would suck the blood from the company and leave the dried corpse in the ditch. After nearly a year, that has not been the case. Studio One has not been altered to the negative in any way by Fender, other than shutting down the free and, frankly, pretty limited edition. The product still receives updates, and while I'm aware of a yet unannounced hardware product from Fender that could potentially be leveraging value from PreSonus, that product is hardware. It's not a DAW, and it doesn't walk all over the PreSonus space. As I record this, towards the end of September 2023, you'll figure out what that product is in pretty short order. The acquisition by Fender has improved the availability of PreSonus hardware in guitar stores and music stores, and that's a really good thing. The reason for this is that PreSonus hardware is inexpensive, but delivers entry to mid-level kits, and if you're looking for a control surface, while they're a bit expensive, they're really excellent. And a control surface becomes really important as you embark on higher-end recording initiatives. As of this recording, Studio One is at version 6.5, and is available in three versions. The first two versions are what we call the Perpetual License. The most inexpensive option is called Studio One Artist, and it is ideal for the home or field recordist who is focused on recording live tones with some basic use of samples and virtual instruments. Studio One is a non-subscription model, and you buy it once. It's a digital download, and it sells for $139.99 Canadian dollars, all taxes in. Now, if you're looking for more functions, more capabilities, and more stuff to be included, there is another licensed program product called Studio One Professional. It adds more features, more tools, and comes at a higher price. It retails for $549.99 Canadian, all taxes included. When I was working daily with PreSonus, PreSonus had an offering called Sphere, which was a subscription. Persona Sphere never made a lot of sense in terms of naming, and it's now called Studio One Plus, and it's a subscription product that has an annual renewal fee. Like some subscriptions, this gets you everything, which, frankly, in my case, includes stuff I might never use, but it does include elements that are not in professional that I find valuable on a regular basis. Unless you're doing extensive beat making or needing an enormous sample pool or, or constructing music using only MIDI files and virtual instruments, as a starting point, Studio One Artist is excellent. If you find you really like it and you need more functions, well, you can always upgrade to a more powerful version, either professional or go straight to Studio One Plus as a subscription if you wish. But for a lot of folks, Artist is going to do all the work that you need. I like Studio One running on Windows because it's very easy to use. It's not a resource hog. 
and it has a easy to follow track based interface and supports as many tracks as you may need, including bus tracks and effects tracks. Even in the basic version, you can also do side chaining. You can mix live track recordings with MIDI tracks and adjust the tempo of your MIDI samples to fit your desired tune. Because it works with pretty much any interface, you can also use it for recording vocals using your microphone and audio interface. There's a ton of effects included in Artist, and you can also gain access to sound sets, which are compilations of musical styles that you can use to fit your intended sound. Let's suppose there's a particular hip-hop style that you want to incorporate into your recording. Or maybe you want that 50s greaser sound. There's a sound set for that. In fact, there's more sound sets than I can ever imagine needing myself. So there's probably one that's going to suit your needs perfectly. One of the things that I look for in a DAW is the ability to get up and running quickly. And that the training videos to help you get there are really well done. Studio One has a ton of capability, but you can use it and leverage it as it becomes important to you. You don't need to learn the whole thing just to record yourself singing with your guitar. The ability to do that can happen literally on day one. Now, of course, I do recommend that you take the time, invest in yourself, to watch the Recording Fundamentals starter videos. The total time to go through all of them is less than three hours. A pretty small investment for the ability to make great recordings either at home, at your gig, or at your rehearsal hall. Unlike some of the other effects and plugins that I've found in other DAWs, the ones provided with Studio One are excellent sounding. And even if, for example, you have externally sourced plugins from a different vendor, Studio One can read and use VST2 and VST3 formatted plugins. You're not limited solely to plugins from Studio One. And Studio One Artist is not brain dead in terms of its ability to use plugins like some other so-called free DAWs. Windows users are sometimes not well supported in the recording space because there's this perception that the pro platforms are all Mac oriented. It's actually not true, but don't let that get in your way. If you focus on your music, the way you want it to sound, Studio One Artist is a great choice for recording your music at your pace with ease and effectiveness. By the way, I don't get paid for this kind of advice. I really do believe that this is a great product. I don't take any money from anybody. So I'm never being a shill. I hope that you found this episode valuable. Thanks as always for listening. Please leave a comment or send in a question. I read and respond to all of them. For the podcast at thatguitarlover.com, I'm Ross Chevalier, and I bid you peace.